Nefesh Shachaim, we're holding in Parakid Gimel. And the Nefesh Shachaim says, Vayyadei Eisech HaTorah HaKadosha. Throughout learning Torah, Nishlam Kavanosa Yisparach Vabriya. That completes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's intention in the creation. Shehoyarach Bishvei HaTorah Shiyasko Ba Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted the Kodesh to learn the Torah. That was the reason he created the world. That's what the Midrash tells us on the word Bereshis. Right at the beginning of the Torah when it says Bereshis. So the Midrash says, The Torah is called Bereshis. Hashem Kanani Bereshis Darkoi. And Bishvul Yisrael, which are considered Kodesh Yisrael, Hashem Bereshis Tvasa. So Bereshis means for the Bereshis. And the righteous is Torah, and the righteous is Klal Yisrael. And even Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayar Reishis, is also called the righteous, because Shehu Asar Sarbukabar is the Torah. He was the agent through which Hashem gave the Torah to Klal Yisrael. And, Vukaviyachal, who is Parach Samach Vemaisav, Vadam Abriyasav. When Klal Yisrael learned Torah, then HaKadosh Baruch was happy, with what he created, with his world, with the, all the creatures in it. That they found favor in Hashem's eyes as the same as there was at the time when he created them. Which is exactly what Hashem himself wanted. What does he mean? And it gives a marshal of a Melech Shabana Palterin, a king who built a palace. When he sees a completed palace, everything's been perfect, everything's new, where it's meant to be. Orvaloi, it was pleasing to him. Omar, Paltin, Paltin, my palace, my palace. Halavai to him, Alechain, the final Kosho Koshoazo. You should always find favor by me as much as you do now. Similarly, when Hashem finishes creating the world, He, so to speak, addresses the world. And He says to the world, Oilami, Oilami. My world, my world. I wish you would always be as pleasing to me. Find favor by my eyes as much as you do it right now. And when it says about the Torah, it's something which is Yadas, that brings Chayn, it brings to favor. So we know that the Midrash tells us that when Hashem finished creating the world and was the way He wanted it to be, He sees everything, everything is the way Hashem wanted it to be, everything is perfect, perfectly ready. To complete this tafkid. And that way Hashem says, <coughs> just like now, world, you find favor by me, same thing you should always find the same favor by me. And what he adds the second point is that the Torah is that element which is Yanas which brings about that finding favor. That's the first reference. That the Nefesh Achayim has, that there's a certain simcha when the world is complete, 
finds in favor, he calls it, and the Torah does that same thing. Then he brings two Zayars. The first Zayar is in Tzab, and the Zayar says, Pasach Rabbi Razavala, on the Pasach for Asim Dvarai Bificha. Hashem says, I'll put my words in your mouth, and the Pasach carries on, in Torah Shemayim Vilitzadaret, to stretch the heavens, to establish the earth. Tanina. Says as we learned, Kol Baranash the Ishtadal Bimeli Daraisa. Every person who works on the words of Torah, Masifavase Merachashan Daraisa, and his lips, so to speak, move to the words of Torah. He talks about his praises, and one of them is Raiyoy Darudu Makai Malmo. It's somebody who keeps the world established. Because Shabricha Chadiyeme, Kiilu Hahu Yoyma Natash Maivar. And Hashem is as happy with him as the day that he created Shemayim Varetz. That the day the person speaks words of Torah is, causes happiness by Hashem like the day that he was made to Shemayim Varetz, that he established the world. So the, that's the original statement that Nefesh Shachai made. He finds proof from the Sar. Obviously, you have to understand what does it mean. And the last Sar is in Truma. It's a time to do for Hashem, and one that the Zayar says, Every time that the Torah exists in the world, people are learning the Torah, and HaKadosh Baruch is happy with what He created, and He's happy with all the Everything in the world. The are established the way they should be. And says to them, Look at the holy people that I have in the world. That the Torah is so to speak, is crowned because of them. And then the day of the Malachim see how happy Hashem is with what He created. So they respond also by present Klai Yisrael. The last reference is in Yisrael. Fortunately, Klai Yisrael, the Kuchibrichu, Yoav, the Narayis, the Kadisha. Hashem gave them the Holy Torah, which is the source of all happiness. It's the happiness of Hashem and something which he, so to speak, he journeys in. That means the Torah says about itself in Mishle that it is the Shahashua, that is, you see, the, literally translated as pastime, we have to what that means, of Hashem every day. So the underlying theme of this paragraph of Shechem tells us is that the happiness Hashem has when we learn Torah is the same happiness He had when He created the world. That's what the Zohar says, but we need explanation. So let's go back to the beginning and address the first the first midrash that the Nefesh Shechem brought and try to understand it. He brought the midrash of the king who built the palace. 
And he said, you should find your always find favor in my eyes as much as you do now. Similarly, what Hashem said when He created the world. What's the idea of Malachim? You should find favor in my eyes. What's the idea of Chayn? So, we find a Midrash. And the Midrash says, when Hashem took Moses to Shemaim, He showed him Oitzaris Shel Sochar. He showed him storehouses of reward. And on each storehouse, Moshe asked, what's this the reward for? And Hashem said, that's the reward for one mitzvah, this mitzvah. And the next pile, what's that the reward for? That's the reward for a different mitzvah. The third pile, and this is for a person who doesn't do that over there. And in the end, Moshe saw an Oitzah Gadol Mikola, a bigger storehouse than any of the previous ones. And he says, Hashem, halalu lemi. This enormous storehouse, who's that for? And Hashem says to him, Somebody who has of his own, I give him of his own. But somebody who doesn't have of his own, and I give him from mine. In other words, somebody who's done mitzvahs and somebody who's earned reward. So then there's reward that Hashem gives him from the piles of the various mitzvahs that that person's accomplished. But what about a person who doesn't have sources of merit of his own? So Hashem is an extra pile, so to speak, which is his, and from that he distributes to people like that. So Moshe responds. The Moshe says, Hashem, does everybody get? In other words, there's no such thing as somebody who doesn't get reward. Hashem dishes that freely to all the Rishayim as well. And Hashem says, no. I give favor to those who I choose to give favor to. So what's the answer? Who does Hashem choose to give favor to? Why is there an extra oitzar, so to speak, an extra storeroom of reward when it's not deserved? And if it's not deserved, then what are the criteria which Hashem decides who to give it to? This is the point you want to understand. And we understand what does it mean to be matzachin. You know, it always is a compliment about somebody that they were matzachin, that they found favor in people's eyes. We should find favor in Hashem's eyes and people's eyes. What does it mean? So the idea is like this. Sometimes, when a person gives to someone else, invests in somebody else, it's in, re- in return, it's in reward. That person did whatever they did for me, so in response, this is what I want to do for them. Sometimes, there's a different process. And that is, imagine you walk into a room of strangers, and you look around. And some people there, you just get the impression that they're the kind of person you could be friends with. So you feel that this is somebody with with whom in the future I can have a good relationship. So you're going to go over and smile at the person. You're going to make the effort to get to know them. Maybe you'll even invest in buying things for them. 
And if someone asks you one second, you don't even know this person at all. This is the first time you're meeting them. So why are you, so to speak, extending <coughs> generosity towards them, putting time into a relationship with them, you don't even know who they are? And the answer is, it's not that they've done something for me in the past, and that's why I'm indebted to them, but rather it's an investment in the future. It's somebody who I think that I will be able to have a good relationship with, somebody I think would become a friend, and it's worth it for me to, so to speak, invest in the relationship now because I see in the future what I'll gain from it. So it's not that I'm just freely distributing my assets, giving things away for nothing, but it's for nothing that a person has done yet, but it's in the hope, it's in the anticipation of what will be in the future. That's what it's called to be Matzachayim. Matzachayim means a person finds the favor in someone else's eyes, means it awakens in the giver the desire to do the favor, to give for free, to extend whatever it is, because they see that it's worthwhile, because this can develop into something which is good. This can build a friendship. So does a person deserve, so to speak, the fact that somebody else will give them things or invest in them? No, they haven't done anything yet. But if that's the case, so why does a person choose to focus his efforts and his energies on one person, not on everybody? We're talking about a whole room of people who've done nothing to deserve it. What am I going to look at to decide who am I going to give for free, so to speak, and who not? And the answer is, I'm going to look to see who do I see that this could be the beginning of a relationship with. Who is, who is there here that I want to get to know, and I want to connect to, and if I'm willing to give up front because I'm expecting it to grow and develop. And that's who deserves to get for free. That's what Hashem was saying to Moshe. Let's make it practical. We're all standing a few weeks before Rosh Hashanah. And we're all going to get judged in Rosh Hashanah. And part of the judgment is going to be what's going to be with us in the future. And there's a chilek which the answer is really based on what we did in the past. Somebody who served Hashem faithfully, learned Torah constantly, was always working on themselves and doing mitzvahs. So they come to Rosh Hashanah, and so to speak, they have with Torah Shal They have merits on their own right that they deserve to be given another year. Look how much they did with the year they had. That's a person, Sheyesh Lemishalai. The Tzadik Gomer has written the Chaim, Yesh Lemishalai. He has his own sources of merit, and he deserves for that to be inscribed and sealed in Shonatai but there are many people who come to Shoshana and they don't have sufficient merit, so to speak, to be given the year that they're asking for. So what happens to those people? So that's why Hashem told Moshe. There's another answer. And it's Mishiyena Mishiloi and Inesna Mishali. There's an answer of reward, an answer of life. Nights of Parnassah, nights of all the good brachas people want, which the person might not deserve, 
but I have to give him from mine. And Moshe asked Hashem, Hashem, if you're giving for free, or people who don't deserve, you give to everybody, and Hashem says, no. V'chanoi I give for free. Chayin, is also Moshem Chinom. I give for free, but Eitzah Sharachin. Who I choose to give to free to, give for free to, and who does Hashem choose to give for free to? What's the criteria to get for free? V'chanoi a person who finds favor in Hashem's eyes, which means a person that Hashem sees it's worthwhile for me to invest in it. Because in the future it's going to develop into something which is worthwhile. And that's the point of him. Sometimes a person hasn't done anything yet to justify getting bracha. Sometimes a person's really maybe at this stage even in Russia. But Hashem knows if I give this person, if I wait for them, if I continue to invest in them, eventually they'll become a tzaddik. Eventually they'll do tshuva. And therefore it's worth it, so to speak, for Hashem to give for free because it's an investment of what's going to be in the future. That's what we're asking for. In the first lichus, we, we mention this point. And we ask Hashem, l'chaynanam chinam, to give them chayn for free. Because because we're coming to you and therefore if we don't deserve yet, but we ask Hashem, give us that chen, give us for free because that way we'll be able to deserve more in the future. That's the idea of being Maitzichet. Finding favor in Hashem's eyes. But now we're talking about in the Midrash we brought not about people who are standing within but rather the world. The world. And Hashem says to the world, which means that Hashem is telling the world, world that you've just, I've just been creating you, and you're now perfect, just the way I wanted you to be. Like the Pasuk says. But that's not an end point. It's not now Hashem is happy, I did the job, the world is complete. Rather, Hashem is saying, and it's a very deep idea, everything which was invested in the world, everything which was created in the world, that's all there as something which is It's all there, so to speak, as an advance. Well, Hashem put into the world up front because He's expecting the world to do something. And therefore, it should be It should be as cause me to be as willing to invest in you as now. Because Hashem did invest in the world. The entire creation, all the all the forms of life, all the kairos Hashem put into creating the world. There was all the investment up front. The world hadn't done anything to deserve it yet. There was ma'alechein. And so Hashem wants to invest up front for the return that He's going to get. What's the return? What does Hashem want the world to do? So really, there could be many points which we could say that's what Hashem is, is expecting from the world. That's why it brings the second puzzle. And the Torah says about itself that it's Ya'alaschein. It's the point which causes that there to be that favor. And if the, the rotten that Hashem wanted on whose behalf he was willing to invest so much 
in the world, to find so much chen in the world, was the Torah. Then, when the Torah is being learnt, when the Torah is being learnt, it, so to speak, it brings the simcha to Hashem in the Maitre Bereshis. Now the investment in Maitre Bereshis is worthwhile. The investment in Maitre Bereshis is worthwhile because, so to speak, Hashem got the return that He wanted. And that's why He says that when people learn Torah, the Kodesh Baruch is chadi boilame like it was when He created Shemayi Baruch. Except, there, the happiness of the creation was in the sense that Hashem has prepared the world for what it's meant to do, and He's happy that, on what He's given up front to enable the world to have the opportunity to do what He wants. And when people in Torah, then that brings back that simcha, except that now that it's a simcha which justifies the investment. It justifies the investment because now the world has lived up to its expectation, or I should say better people have lived up to the expectation Hashem has of them. That's the first part of what Nevi Shachayim is telling us. There's another point as well, which also links which also links the learning of Torah to the creation of the world. And that's this look at the last reference he brought. There it says, Ahkash Baruch is metayal by the Torah. And he brings the Pasuk that the Torah is called Hashem Shashua. Now the word Shashua is an interesting word. It's often translated as a pastime or as a game. And how does that apply to the Torah? So I heard from Mayavi Rabbi Ramesh Shapira Zikhan Libracha that the root of the word Shahashua is really the word Shah. Shin Ain. And Shah in Lashna Kodesh means to turn to. For example, we have right in the beginning of Bereshis, after Cain and Hevel brought, brought, brought Karbanus to Hashem. So it says, Vayisha Hashem el Cain el Hevel vel Minchasai. Hashem turned to Hevel in, in his carbon, vel Cain vel Minchasai lo And he didn't turn to Cain and to Cain's carbon. So we see the word Shah means to turn towards something. And if that's the case, when you have it doubled up, Shia Shah is Shah Shah, which literally means to turn to turn. What does that mean to me? So the way Rabbi Shapiro Zechari Nevracha explained it is that when, some, when someone turns towards something, it could be because he's, he needs whatever it is that he wants for some other purpose. So I'm choosing to do this for, a, for some future goal. Whereas something which is called a Shah Shua, it means I'm turning towards that to turn towards it. I'm, do, I'm doing that thing for itself. It's not that I'm doing this to get somewhere else, or I'm doing this to gain something else. I'm doing this because that itself is what I wanted to do. And that's why something that a person enjoys doing is called a shashua. 
I do, I, I do it because I want it. The dog, if a person's hungry, so they go to cook so that they can eat. So then there's a, the reasoning cooking is in order to eat. A person builds a house in order to live in it. A person waters the fields in order that things should grow. So there's one shah, what I'm turning to do, but for some other reason. Whereas if I'm doing something for itself, that's the reason I'm doing it. it, it exactly what I'm doing, that's called a shah shah. So yes, maybe the modern Hebrew translation of a pastime isn't so wrong, we should have to understand it in the context. It means I'm doing something for the point of doing it, or exactly what I'm doing, that's the enjoyment. So we have other times that this word appears in Tanakh as well. For example, the Bible says in Yeshaya, A child will play in this context. Or Klai Yeshaya called the Yered Shoim, which means a, ch- a child which Hashem enjoys being with. And something over here, when the Torah is called the Shashua, it means it's something which Hashem turns to for itself. In other words, that's what the, that's what the end point where Hashem wants from the Torah, to learn the Torah. So we can say in the context, therefore, that the creation of the world wasn't a Shashua. The creation of the world was to do something for some other purpose. And the other purpose was what Hashem wanted the world to do. Whereas the Torah is the end point itself. That's what Hashem turns to, so to speak, to, to be involved in. So in that way, Hashem's interest in the Torah is, exceeds the interest in the world. The world's, Hashem focused on creating the world in order to, it was a chain, it was that it should be able to do something else. Whereas the Torah is for itself. Now, that's for Hashem's point of view. When people learn Torah, when people learn Torah, so then it's the same concept. That this is the end point for which Hashem created the world. And in it brings back that simcha. But there's more to understand here as well. We said this many times, and that is on the Gemara, which says when a person keeps Shabbos, it's like as if he, or a person learns Torah, it's as if he becomes a part with Hashem in the creation. And we said many times the aside, and that is, how can a person be a part in the creation? The person was only created at the end of the creation. So, what was he being a partner in creation? And we said the aside is that the idea of a partner in creation is HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, but he had a plan for the world. Part of the chen that there was in the creation of the world is what he wants the world to do. And if the world is, so to speak, a manifestation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chokhmah, so then, let's give a mashup. A person who builds a certain machine, the machine is a genius of an invention, it's a new understanding of how to do things, and it's a very useful machine. People can use it, it can save them a lot of difficulty, it can save them a lot of time. Now, our inventor who wants to market his model, he wants to let people use his machine. So to some extent it's true that he wants his people should make use of what the machine can do. That's the first point. But there's another point also, and that is 
Besides, we would just say, oh, wow, this is such a helpful device to have. It could save us so much trouble. So good, we're going to learn how to use it. We can press the buttons, we can make it work, we can benefit from the machine. Yes, it's for sure part of what the inventor wanted, that's why he created it. But even more than that, he wants the person who's not just going to press the buttons and wait for the machine to work. They're going to try to open it up. They're going to try to understand it. They're going to be enthralled by the genius of how it was built. They're going to learn what the inventor did, how he designed it. In the deeper sense, the inventor appreciates that more. It's not just people who are making use of, so to speak, his invention, but it's people who begin to understand what he did. And they appreciate much more when they understand how much effort and genius and complexity went into it. And the world is the same. Hashem creates a world that's a functional model. People can eat the fruit. People can grow things in the ground. People can make use make use of everything which Hashem creates in the world. And Hashem creates people, and of course He wants them to make use of the world. And of course He wants them to enjoy what He created. But that's just tapping the buttons of the machine. More than that, what Baruch wants is a person who's going to try and open it up and understand the model and see the Chachma that Hashem put into the world and understand a little bit of Hashem's, of Hashem's wisdom and be impressed and amazed by the complexity Hashem created. That's the person much more who connects to the Bria Sa'ilam than the person who just is here to enjoy and make the most of, so to speak, the world which, is, which Hashem created. That understanding of Chachmas Hashem which can be learned from the Bria, like Avraham Avila learned it, is really the parallel. It's also what we learn in the Torah. It's the same Chachmas Hashem. And therefore, that same Simcha there was, that Hashem had when He finished creating the world. And He said, Shkimai lechein the world. I invested so much in you, I hope that it's going to be something which reciprocates the investment. Part of that is, that there should be somebody who's going to try and understand all the Chachma which is put into the Bria. Bishvil HaTorah, Bishvil Yisrael. That they are the ones who are going to learn the Torah and focus on understanding Hashem's Chachma. And the way that makes them the reason Hashem created the world. They are partners in the Bria. But when people do do that, that brings back that same Simcha that there was when the world was created. What was originally extended up front, so to speak, in the anticipation that it would repay that, the chesed that Hashem put into the world, hoping that it would justify the investment, that gets justified, that gets fulfilled when Christ rolled in terror. Because then the Shashua, with a point which Hashem wants to spend time on, and the world was only created to bring to that point, as achieves its purpose. And then the Torah becomes our Shahashah, what we spend our time with as well. And then the Kaddish Baruch was as happy as he was on the original day that he created the world. The awesome Dvar just like there was in the day that Hashem was Naita And more than that, because this is the Simcha of completion, which parallels the day that Hashem created the world which was the simcha of the expectation of their completion which was still to happen.